I think in the beginning, like I remember when I had started the DJing on Instagram lives and stuff, it wasn't because I wanted to anything. It was more so my friends pushing me and saying, maybe you should do it because I saw them, you know, I, I can actually like DJ, like I can do some things, you know what I mean? And then my friend was like, maybe you should do it. And I was like, no, I'm not sure. But she kept bullying me until I actually went like and I posted and I was like, I'm actually going to do an Instagram live, come watch and everything. But I was so nervous because I was not sure. Like, you know, when you know you're not sure and you're talent, like, you know, you have it, but then you're not sure if everyone else like can see it basically. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Golden Generation Podcast. I'm your host, The Nature Boy, and we are so grateful to each and every single one of you who continue to listen to our podcast. We honestly love you guys. Each week, we're dedicated to bringing you guys the best talent that's out there, but most importantly, trying to give you guys some much-needed inspiration, motivation, and value to any of you who are looking to enter the business world, the creative world or the sports world. Today we have an exciting episode lined up for you. We have Awami aka DJ Wams and we had such a lovely conversation around DJing, the music industry, following your dreams and goals. So without any more further delays, Sobotobi dropped that beat and let's go to the moon. I'm so happy to be here. Literally, I remember when you told me, I was like, I manifested this because mm-hmm. I wanted to be on the show so badly because I've been listening. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm happy to be here. <laughs> so, so much has been going on in your life, but I really want to just find out really like, how you're doing like spiritually, emotionally, and mentally. I think because of school and stuff, it's been quite a ride in the sense that it's like, you know, like, you, you want to be reading these books, you want to be journaling and everything. It hasn't been the same, really. And also, just, like, the journey has been so hectic. There's no, like, time to do things. But I feel like I'm very grounded right now. Like, I'm I'm fine right now, yeah. I think I'm praying more this year than I was, like, last year. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm just more spiritually grounded at the moment. So, I'm feeling good. Yeah. That, that's awesome. I mean, I've only for quite some years, man. To be honest, I must say, it's, it's been just awesome witnessing your growth and seeing you actually like put in the work to pursue your dream and you know a lot of people will see what's going on like they'll see the tours they see the shows they'll see the gigs and they won't actually see like the the work that you put in like internally especially Mm. do you want to talk more about that process what it's been like for you just in developing your confidence and putting your talent out there i think in the beginning like I remember when I had started the DJing on Instagram lives and stuff it wasn't because 
I wanted to anything it was more so my friends pushing me and saying maybe you should do it because I saw them, you know I, I can actually like DJ like I can do some things you know what I mean and then my friend was like maybe you should do it and I was like no I'm not sure but she kept bullying me until I actually went like and I posted and I was like I'm actually gonna do an Instagram live come watch and everything but I was so nervous because I was not sure like you know when you know you're not sure and your talent like you know you have it but then you're not sure if everyone else like can see it basically mm. so when I did the Instagram live get you know you get the comments coming in you're like okay you know people are feeling and then you do the next live and I'm like okay people actually like what I'm doing and stuff but I feel like I still wasn't really sure about like me as a DJ I was like okay I'm gonna do the school thing and then the DJ thing can be like a side hobby I'm not sure about it when people ask about it I'm like no like I said fun whatever (laughs) but I feel like when I joined the competition that's when it became a thing where it's like you actually have to believe in yourself more mm-hmm. than others believe you because at the end of the because I had to go and ask people please vote for me and stuff right mm-hmm. but then if I don't believe in myself like how I'm gonna try and convince people to vote for me so I feel like the whole process like from let's say 2020 when I started the Instagram lives during the lockdown to now I feel like now I'm more secure in knowing that I'm a good DJ that I know what I'm doing and you know it's a bit difficult you know with like let's say when I was like I remember this one time when I was DJing this guy he 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 didn't have his his master tempo on it's like you know just keep the BPMs you know mm-hmm. so it doesn't sound weird when you're playing a track that's not in this BPM yeah. so he didn't have it on and I was like dude switch it on and he was like oh no I like it like that but then when another male DJ came and he said oh you forgot to put on your master tempo he was like oh okay whatever and it's like you know things like that you know mm-hmm. But yeah, I feel like now I'm more secure and also just like not calling myself like a female DJ. Like I'm just calling myself like I'm a DJ. You know what I mean? I feel like now I'm more, I'm more secure in knowing that I'm good at what I do and I'm going to say that this is what I do type of thing. So yeah. Well, I mean, I speak of that. Is it, is it quite like intimidating like being in like male dominated like industry? I think it is in this it's it's not really intimidating i'd say it's like a low-key disheartening sometimes like let's say you will see like a club's lineup and you just see all the faces like you know of the djs and it's just all men and you're like are there no female djs or like what's going on like not even one you guys couldn't find one and it will keep repeating like the same people but they're not putting like women on but i feel like i think it's a bit easier now because now people are seeing that women have talents and yeah they think that we have talent but at the same time like it's the small comments that are just like really like when guys are like i hope you're not playing mixes when you djing and it's like what what like what you know what i mean mm-hmm. you wouldn't ask a male dj are you playing mixes you'd just be like oh dude you did so well whatever yeah. but i feel like we're also under like more of like a microscope to make sure we're actually transitioning properly are the are you putting up you know just to make sure you're not playing a pre-recorded mix yeah. and everything and so but yeah but I feel like now it's it's a bit better, especially in SA with, you know, like with Durban Gogo and Co Waffles, all those people that are like, you know, making it known that females do DJ. So yeah. That's powerful. I mean, I'm curious, what was that conversation like with, with your parents and just some of your close friends and you told them, I'm actually gonna love right now? I think because my dad is a DJ already. So mm-hmm. I feel like for him it was almost him waiting for me to like be interested in doing it. But I know with my mom, it actually didn't take a lot of time. I think more when I was in high school, it was more towards like music and saying I want to do music more than like, you know, I didn't know like the DJing thing. I was saying I want to do music, I want to do music. Mom would be like, hey, I'm not sure type of thing. 
but then when i don't even know when the first i think the first time was actually at my cousin's um birthday party and my dad had to go he had to go get an extra like speaker or something and then he was like okay well you're gonna have to dj and i was like um i can't i don't know how to do it you know what i mean like you haven't taught me anything it's like no just press q button press play whatever whatever when the this person's playing because it was like a performance like someone mm-hmm. was performing so they gave me the usb and i was busy playing for them whatever and then afterwards i was like that was kind of fun like you know like you're putting the music up you know changing putting effects that's mm-hmm. fun so then I, that's when i had started and i was like to my dad maybe i should actually learn and then when he dj like an event i'd stand next to him and like you know just be watching to see like what what's making the people move you know like what's what, what is he doing and i'm asking him like what is this why are you changing this why are you doing this like you know what i mean so yeah my dad was fine with it i think with the friends i think when they saw that mm-hmm. like you know i'm getting traction from that alone that's yeah. when they were like okay i guess it's like for real because i remember i posted that video after the the lockdown that live video the first one i posted video on, on twitter and it was getting like thousands of views and and thousands of like likes and stuff that's when my mom was like oh okay so people actually like are enjoying okay mm-hmm. girl go for it type of thing and she's like for it now she's she even wants to be my manager you know wow. so yeah i think yeah with the friends as well was that was there a moment where they were like okay she's getting the views people are saying things so yeah and must be so like a sharing and real like reaffirming and she got that support yeah definitely yeah definitely and people were always saying like when my mom posts on facebook or my dad posts they're always like oh you guys are so supportive and like i really do see it i'm like i'm grateful because it's like it pushes you as well because if your parents are like no well like this thing isn't serious so like what are you doing you know you feel a bit demotivated to even try something mm-hmm. but i feel like the fact that i'm getting the support it also gives me like that push like to be like i need to prove to them even more that like you know mm-hmm. carry on supporting me i'm doing this like for me for us mm-hmm. basically so yeah nah, stop playing, stop playing. <laughs> i mean the, i think the big question that's on everyone's mind right now is the, the spin-off challenge you want to tell us more about how did you hear about that whole challenge and just the whole process everything unfolding so i i think it like it was just very stagnant in djing i didn't know what i was, do, I was doing i was finishing last year yeah i was last year i was finishing school like with my degree and stuff and then my aunt actually sent me like a poster for it and i was like what is this and she's like no is this like you know this dj thing and i was like is it for real like is it legit because you know sometimes people will send you something like you'll get a link or something and you're like is this real or what so i went to go check with the smirnoff people like to check on their actual like facebook and their instagram and i was like okay cool let me enter and then i think they we had to do like eight songs or something in three minutes so yeah you have to like mix like for real so yeah i did that whole thing whatever did the voting thing and yeah it's been a nice process i mean yeah it's been a good process <laughs> in the sense i feel like i'm getting a bit more like more people thinking that it's serious now because they're like oh you have like this brand name behind you like what are you guys doing they're interested now which mm-hmm. is nice so um, yeah so thank god for my aunt because if she didn't send that to me then it would be late and also they had like postpone the competition over and over and i was like no this is not legit now you know what i mean yeah. because when they're like okay no we're actually gonna push it more you're like no surely it's not happening or maybe someone's trying to be put in and mm. you, you know what i mean so yeah it's been it's been a nice process I'm, i've been enjoying it's yeah i think it's it's exposed me to a lot of people as well mm-hmm. and just like seeing what is out there so that's also pushing me as well like to see oh you can go you know you can go backstage when you're doing these things it's fun you're meeting these artists you know so yeah that's 
so yeah this month of process has been very nice and also obviously the prize mm. was was nice as well nice. <laughs> <laughs> i mean i'm very curious so you talked about in the entry entry level where you had to submit like a, a mix of like five to eight minutes right mm-hmm. and then obviously you had to post that on the ground to get people to vote for you mm-hmm. during that like voting period did you get like a lot of anxiety knowing that so many people support you but now it's a bit like okay it's pressure i actually like Mm, I think w- because they they contacted us on on Instagram and they were busy asking like are you or me whatever send your ID so at first I was like um, this isn't real right but then they put you through the process so like you get like I think it was like a top twenty yeah. and then the top ten everyone basically like if you're in the top ten you've already won right mm-hmm. but the whole thing of the voting was that we wanted to become number one so mm-hmm. that you can go to Ibiza and everything. So yeah, during the posting, the voting process, it was it was quite hectic because I was posting every single day and asking people, please post so people can see, you know what I mean? <laughs> and it was quite hectic because like, you know, you don't want to ask people every day mm-hmm. and you have to ask for those 20 days because after the 20 days, obviously their votes like run out in a way. Mm-hmm. So you're asking people, hey dude, please vote for me, please vote for me, you know, listen to my mix. Mm-hmm. But it was also nice because I'd get DM from like random people like, oh, I listened to your mix on the Smirnoff website and I'm definitely voting for you so good so yeah you know that like it's things like that that's what is like pushing me to like keep pushing and telling people please vote please vote please vote because you know those teams were nice <laughs> and also because I also wanted to be number one obviously so mm-hmm. that's awesome I mean so you made it to the top 10 mm-hmm. what did, what is the price of getting top 10 so the nine contestants who were like number one get mm-hmm. 50,000 Okay. And then like PR, and then the you put your mixes on Ukozi FM, and you get interviews, whatever. And then the first person, like number one, they go to Ibiza to like a like it was like a summit or something. Mm-hmm. And then they got hundred thousand, yeah. and then the PR as well, and the Ukozi FM like stuff. Sure, so you got a bag. Yeah, yeah, nice. yeah. That's yeah. how I was in. Like I got to buy my controller because I told myself I was using my dad's like equipment when I'd go to gigs and when I'd have like corporate functions or whatever mm-hmm. so then I decided you know what actually I think I should get my own thing and know that this is for me and not have to worry about like asking my dad oh are you available this weekend can mm-hmm. I use it yeah so I yeah that was my investment with the money I said let me put something into the DJ with the DJ mm-hmm. award you know what I mean yeah. So, yeah that's awesome there's this really um, amazing book by Robin Sharma, the Marcus Aldous Ferrari, and also the Alchemist. And they talk about this one quote about when you follow your purpose, when you follow your bliss, the universe conspires everything in your favor. Mm. That must mean like such a like real community. Yeah. Yeah, it was. That's I like that quote. You must yeah. tell me afterwards again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely reaffirming. Yeah. I feel like even just that having had bought that controller i feel like it's gonna help me even more like mm-hmm. just put me into the right line type of thing because it had to be like the equipment that what is the equipment that everyone else is using pioneer dj so mm-hmm. i got pioneer dj <laughs> so, yeah so I'm, I'm curious who inspires you like as a dj mm, obviously my father yeah i think just watching like how he is like you know with the people like he's more of like a let me see what the crowd looks like and then you'll play that type of music. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's what I also learned as well. Like as much as like you go into a gig or something with like a set, I still tell myself just bring extra music in just in case or like 
with my dad and all what we do is like we'll bring like let's say like we'll bring a controller instead of like a cdj or something then mm-hmm. we'll have like a wi-fi router or something so that you can ask people like what songs are you wanting to listen to you know and then they can hear their song or whatever so you just see it like let me see what the crowd was probably going to be listening to try out those songs see if they're reacting and then go to the next thing because if you have like you know a small set then obviously you're not gonna entertain the crowd yeah. so i feel like i learned that from my father and just like he's more like he doesn't care about like i want to be a famous dj or whatever he's more like this is my passion like i enjoy mm-hmm. this so i feel like that's what i like about him it's like this is what he likes to do mm-hmm. and i want to like you know th- th- that's how i want to be it's not about like trying to get somewhere or whatever it's just that's something like oh it's 10 a it's 10 p.m like i'm i'm feeling a bit bored let me go to the garage and go and dj or something like mm-hmm. i like that like that's the type of thing i like it has to be more of a passion yeah. than like this is an easy way to make money yeah and you can definitely see it when you dj like you can see like the joy and just like the spark in mm-hmm. your eyes and you yeah i feel like because i'm mostly like a shy person like in real life mm-hmm. like you know just naturally but then with the djing with music it feels like you can just be someone else you know you feel more free connecting with people you know it's yeah i feel like that's just like my time to just let go of everything and just listen to the music let the music feed everyone's soul feed my soul you know just mm-hmm. being like a different universe basically yeah i, I honestly thought that DJs, they, they, don't, they don't get a lot of um, dabs, I mean, for just being like art artists. Mm-hmm. I think DJs are artists because being able to orchestrate and control people's energy levels is such a cool skill, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that's what you guys do. And I'm, I'm very, like, curious. So when you DJ, right, do you DJ for yourself? Like, I'm playing music for myself just to feel good. Or do you DJ and you're trying to look at the crowd and you're trying to basically are you playing for the crowd or are you playing for yourself i think when let's say when you're preparing it's more of like a what will the crowd react to like oh let me listen to this song do i really like it or is it because it's like popular or whatever mm-hmm. so when i when i go there it is more of like a, i like these songs so i'm gonna try and play them yeah. but then i do have like four of those where i'm like okay i can see that this person is not really feeling the song but when i played that song they were feeling it so let me put the song instead as well mm-hmm. so i feel like i play more for the crowd than i play for myself and also because I'm from like a background where I was playing for birthdays for corporate gigs it had to be more for the person who like booked me like the crowd basically you know Mm -hmm. so I'm used to that whole crowd kind of environment not like for me Mm -hmm. but obviously when I'm like at home just DJing for fun obviously I'm going to be playing for myself you know so yeah does it become a bit fearful when you're actually playing for the crowd and you decide to transition into a song and you don't know how they're going to respond to it I guess, but I feel like you have to also trust yourself, you know, mm-hmm. you know, like you, you know what songs are gonna get the people going and mm-hmm. like, you know, you don't want to play a song that you even are like, girl, because like you need to, like, let's say you start off like slow or whatever, then you're going too fast, you can't go back to just like a slow song, you know, you mm-hmm. have to keep building mm-hmm. until, you know, I don't know, you just have to keep building. Mm-hmm. So yeah i'm not really i think with me with the transition it's not even about like oh my gosh are people gonna like this next song for me it's more like does this sound like a one song mm. that's the only thing that i'm worried about like i'm very picky on like how the transitions are it needs to sound like it's a continuation of another song mm-hmm. so that's the only thing i get nervous about is like does it sound normal versus mm-hmm. like does it sound like a different song coming into another song oh so it kind of switch from like in flow yes yeah i prefer that 
Yeah. <laughs> What's been your most memorable set? I think the the first one that Instagram live mm-hmm. because I was so nervous and I wasn't sure like are people gonna like this or not and just the response from everything and also the fact that I took a clip from that and put it on Twitter and people are like whoa what the hell is going on who is this girl you know what I mean mm-hmm. so yeah I think that was my most memorable I think a close second will be like the smirn off those activations because mm-hmm. that's like I think yeah I think like the smirn off activations because the Durban crowd mm-hmm. they, they're different like oh. Joburg I feel like Joburg yeah people will feel it whatever but in mm-hmm. KZN like people will like feel it like they give you like daps they're giving you drinks as like mm-hmm. presents they're giving you money like we're so happy you're here like type of thing I like yeah I like KZN more so I feel like that's more memorable like, it was at Joe Cool's in KZN wow yeah. I always feel like People from, like you were saying, people from Durban and people especially in the Eastern Cape, like, are serious house fans. Yeah, like, definitely, yeah. Cape. That's why when I went to, to Durban, I was like, rather I just do house so people can, like, you know, feel mm-hmm. it a little bit more. But people do listen to my piano as well in KZN, but, like, I feel like they definitely like house heads. Mm-hmm. So I definitely, I made sure, like, let me play the house. Let me play the house that people, like, listen to when they were younger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. Old school yeah, mm-hmm. because people go, oh, you reminded me of my childhood, and I'm like, yes, you might, that's why I played this, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so, so do you prefer playing house or on piano? I think house. House because I feel like it's like a new love. Mm-hmm. Like, I, like I listened to house before and everything, but I feel like now I'm appreciating it a bit more, like just hearing the new songs and especially South African house, like, you know. But I'm a piano, obviously, because that's like, you know, that's a club music. Mm-hmm. Like, you go to clubs to listen to, to I'm a piano. I don't think people really go to, like, listen to house. Maybe, like, at a news cafe, mm-hmm. that's, like, house. But, like, let's say you're going to Taboo or something. You know, you want to hear something that's more... But it's it's weird because house has a higher BPM, right? Mm-hmm. So you assume that people are going to be dancing, like, more to house. But I feel like there's not really a lot of, like, house heads in Jobo, let's say. Mm-hmm. But let's say I was in Kitten and I feel like I'd be playing more house. But I always call myself a versatile DJ because of like yeah. the corporate gigs, the, the birthday parties and everything. Yeah. Wow. Do you want to talk more about that corporate gig that you've done for Deloitte? Yeah. Yeah, I did the corporate gig with Deloitte. That was interesting because I even had to play a soki that day. But, yeah. So that was very interesting because I was like, okay, because I like sent the, like I asked them like, please like, Give mm-hmm. me a list of songs that you guys want to hear yeah. so that no one's disappointed. There's nothing worse than going to like a function, let's say even at school or something, and not hearing mm-hmm. your song. So I asked them, please sing all the songs. And I'm like, why am I seeing Kurt Darren here? And then I see there's like more and more, and I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm going uh, to have to learn how to play these songs. And yeah, I think that was that was nice because they kept calling me back even. Like, wow. please, can you come back? Whatever. But obviously, like, you know, schedule's not really aligning, but... Yeah, I'm just happy that they keep calling me back. That was, yeah, that's also like reaffirming, like, you're actually good at what you do, you know? Mm-hmm. The core people want you back. So, yeah, it's very nice. <laughs> how do you manage to, like, juggle your speaking on schedule? Like, how do you manage to balance your time? I don't even know at this point. Because, you know, school gets so hectic sometimes. And, you know, people don't really understand, like, You'll be like, no, I've got this thing. And you don't want to be like, oh, I've got this gig. Because it sounds like, okay, you want to go and like party or something. Mm -hmm. So I just find time during the day. Like whenever I have time, just quickly go and do the schoolwork. Mm -hmm. Then let's say at night, then that's the DJing thing. Sort this out. Or sometimes I have to just wake up early at 5 a.m. Let's say I have like a gig 
like let's say it's like a cobra gig from in the morning till the evening and i know i had something the night before do something the night before wake up at five to do the sets sleep for like an hour and you know carry on going because you know that's you know you chose this basically mm-hmm. like i chose to do this and I, I want to do this so i need to make the time to do it but it's been very difficult but I, because of my support system it's a bit easier you know mm-hmm. i can literally tell my dad please can you set up for me quickly like the night before or something which is nice other people don't have that so yeah i'm figuring it out but i feel like I'm, i've got it low-key because mm-hmm. it's half of the year already and i'm fine yeah yeah Thank you for like sharing that because I think a lot of people just think that it's, it's an easy thing just following it, like your passion or following it is a, like, yeah that's the whole point of a passion to see like do I really want to do this like you, that's when you see for real like do you actually enjoy doing something is when you just don't have time for something and you just tell yourself you know what I'm going to wake up early and quickly get it done mm-hmm. that's when you you basically know that I actually do want to do this that, I feel like that's also when I realize because I'm not really a morning person either Mm-hmm. so like whenever I wake up in the morning for something like DJing or for school or whatever then I'm like Yo, I, I guess I'm serious about the stuff yeah. then so yeah I think yeah I think just having a schedule is important mm-hmm. but obviously you're not going to stick to it so, you know mm-hmm. how like sometimes you tell yourself I'm going to stay for these, this many hours on these days and you don't but you, you know you mustn't be too hard on yourself as well yeah. so like if you mess up sometimes you know just you know that's just a mess up that's okay yeah but yeah, I think yeah, the schedule thing, it's 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 hectic, but you can definitely do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, find the time. Okay, I really want to give some guidance for this listening right now. What would you say have been your three biggest lessons? With the DJing. Yeah. I think, first of all, you have to believe in yourself more than everyone else. Mm-hmm. Then, secondly, I think sometimes it's not really all about the money. Mm-hmm. You know, as as much as obviously you want to be paid for your work and stuff, I feel like sometimes exposure can be more valuable than like actual money. Like you mustn't be too hard on like even the people who are booking you and stuff and be like, no, I want this amount of the thing. Mm-hmm. Or like if the someone's exposed and you know that the crowd is like some people who are going to expose you to more people, then I definitely think that sometimes exposure is more valuable than like you know monetary things. Mm-hmm. And then the third thing, don't get lost in the source, hey. It's so easy. Yeah, because I feel like it's so easy, especially because, like, you know, when you're DJing, you meet, like, different people and stuff. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's easy to just get lost and not know what you're doing anymore. Now you're following these people. Now you, you know what I mean? It's very easy. So I feel like just be grounded in yourself and just know that this is what I want to do. This is not where I'm going to step over. This is my boundary, mm-hmm. basically. Yeah. I think those are the daily lessons. I love that, and especially the third point about just being grounded in yourself, especially in like an industry like the music industry. Mm-hmm. There's so many different energies where you can, like you said, get lost in the source. Yeah, especially as a woman, you know how these men are always throwing bones somehow, mm-hmm. and you're just like, it's. I feel like it would be easy for some people to just be like, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm, a, I'm gonna go with this one. You know what I mean? <laughs> but you know, sometimes you need to tell yourself, no, like let me, get, let me, like go up by myself let me mm. build myself like by myself yeah don't get lost in the source it's mm. very easy <laughs> very easy i get the sense that you're a very um like spiritual person how much does faith play a big part in your life 
I think there was a time where I was literally telling people like I'm living over my mother and my grandmother's periods because I wasn't praying as much as I should have but I feel like now that I told myself I consciously need to actually pray every night and ask for what I want write it down like tell myself no this this is what is going to happen not this is what I want telling me oh thank you so much thank you God for this that's something that hasn't happened or whatever and just reading over those things I feel like yeah just telling myself i need to pray every night and just be grounded and and like god and like my faith and everything i feel like it's helped a lot especially this year and when i had like gone through the thing where i was like let me actually change and you that i saw a lot of things opening up a bit more than when i was just like because i was the type of person like when something was bad i wouldn't pray but when something was really good i'd be like oh my god thank you so much busy praying but now I just tell myself you know just be consistent and just always be within mm. that whole thing of like i'm praying i'm writing i'm manifesting you know I, the moon rituals and everything that people laugh about but you know i'm doing the whole, all of that stuff like i'm that type of person like i'm doing it all mm. just to see you know but yeah i feel like yeah god has played a major role in like how i am now yeah I don't like you know when people are like I don't know where I'd be without God like literally that's how I feel and like everything just like how I'm praying now and just mm-hmm. how I'm going to like people and asking them like you know how how like Bible study you know what I mean like how do you do that like what what like what where do you start you know what I mean like mm-hmm. do I start from Genesis do I you know what I mean but yeah I feel like yeah we have a lot of sources and like we have a lot of like sources on how to do that stuff now with mm-hmm. the internet as well and also just like communities like let's say with the the holy bible that app mm-hmm. you can see like things like the word of the day whatever like that also helps us a lot as well then you go into it and you're reading and everything seeing people's comments on the little forums and all yeah. that stuff so yeah i feel like yeah i th- i think it's very important to have something to mm-hmm. i don't know something to just be like uh you know universe god whatever just something that is you know at the core of everything mm. yeah definitely it's like you you understand that you know there's something much bigger than you and mm. it kind of humbles you but also like it gives you that dependence knowing that you know yeah you're looked after at the same time yeah especially after seeing those photos you know those photos of like the nasa photos with all the galaxies and you're like dude yeah. where am i you know like in this whole thing like i'm so small you know it's crazy like i feel like that's when you see like there's someone out there taking care of me like mm-hmm. as a woman there's someone out there who cares about me you know what i mean i feel like it's that stuff you just like we're so tiny and you know god like cares for me mm-hmm. yeah those pictures yeah. yeah those pictures are i don't even know what to say like those pictures really creep me out like i was just like we're in there somewhere and that's like didn't they say it was like a thingy of couscous like a grain of couscous that's how big it was that picture yeah so imagine like how big you know what i mean you know what i mean yeah exactly so yeah (laughs) crazy yeah those photos really humbled me i was like i'm Mm. basically nothing but i'm something Uh it always just keeps you like just grateful you know definitely yeah for life i think it is very important to be grateful for life there's some people who didn't even wake up today you know what i mean I think it's very important to just wake up and just be like, thank you, God, for the new day, you know? I think, yeah, more than anything, I feel like I'm very grateful for life, especially, like, now. Yeah, mm-hmm. very grateful. It's, and it's so important, it's so key. It's something I've been doing for, like, the past two years. Like, 
I always make sure I do a habit, even if it's like skip it in the morning, but even in the evening, just right gratitude journal, just mm. just one thing that I'm grateful for today, mm. and it just literally is like a light bulb moment. It just puts you in perspective. You know? Yeah, literally, because even the thing that makes you angry could be what you're grateful for. Like, oh, I'm so angry that I've got all this work, and you're like, actually, I'm grateful that I could even afford an education. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's things like that. That that's when you should just humble yourself and be like. I'm just so happy to be alive, to have these things, to be able to complain. Yeah. And when you get into that state, it's like you, this is a cool book, Dr. Joe Dispenza, um, how the common people are doing the uncommon. Mm. So when you get yourself in this state of gratitude, it's like you saying to the universe, you say to God, this is what I want to receive more and then in the return, you start to experience abundance. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that actually does happen. That's how life is. I feel like it's almost like a cheat code in a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you, you told about this stuff. It's in the Bible. I'm going to go deep if you'll allow me. Um, what would you say has been like the, the most painful experience that you've had to overcome? Mm, I think the loss of my aunt. Yeah. That really, like, it rocked me. Like even just, you know, like speaking about it, yeah, it, it was, it was, I don't know, my aunt was like my best friend, my first like best friend and everything and losing her was like, it was such a shock to me because like I was just not expecting it and yeah, I think that's literally the hardest, like even now you can hear my voice is breaking and everything because I don't really speak about it because I'm just like, yeah. Yeah, I think that's the most hectic thing that's happened to me. Yeah, I was, yeah, I was shook. Mm-hmm. I even remember it was like a rainy day and everything. Like it was, it was a hectic, a hectic yeah. day. Yeah. I'm sure she's looking down at you right now. I'm just so proud. That's literally the you see when like amazing things happen to me in the DJ, and I'm always like, I wish my aunt was here to just see everything yeah. because she'd be so happy. She was like number one supporter. Like mm-hmm. she liked things, you know. Like I always tell myself, like when I get money, like if I was to win the lotto, I'm gonna take my whole family on the yacht. And I'm just thinking like my aunt would be the one enjoying the most, you know what I mean? So it's like in moments like that, I'm always like, yo, if only, you know? So many things are happening, but I'm just thinking, yo, if only she was here, if only she was here, you know? But yeah, it makes you also grateful for life, you know, to love the people that are here while they're here and everything. Like it just put everything in perspective for me, like just be grateful for everyone while they're here and be happy that you're alive like it made me appreciate life that's why i'm saying that like when i wake up i'm like oh thank goodness i'm alive i'm happy you know i'm healthy and everything my family's healthy everyone's good so yeah i feel like that was like a lesson in a way but like you know obviously you want the people you love back but i feel like it put a lot of things into perspective for me definitely yeah i'm sure she's she's always with you and always giving you like like an angel in a sense mm. of divine protection. You know, definitely. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> now, I hear what you're saying is that, that I kind of experienced like the same thing when I lost my mom like in 2019, mm. 2018, sorry. And it was like, like you're saying, just, well, like all of a sudden, mm. this rocks your boat. Yeah. You know, and it, it really taught me that you really have to cherish each moment and cherish the people that are around you. And it's, it's important not to take life for granted, you know? Mm, definitely. You, you know, we have one. So once you understand that, you should be more, how do I explain it? Um, more like, more adamant on pursuing what you love and what you, what you want to do. 
rather than living a life from what other people expect you to mm-hmm. do. Definitely. I saw this other actually this thing on TikTok where it was like when like you know when you post let's say maybe you post your podcast like the first episode and everything mm-hmm. i'm sure you felt like oh my gosh like you know you feel a bit like embarrassed in a way like to do something mm-hmm. but someone said that like that embarrassment use it as something that is going to motivate you like the fact that you feel embarrassed about it might mean that that's the way you're supposed to that's your higher self telling you like this is your your purpose you know mm-hmm. like so if you feel embarrassed about something like let's say i feel embarrassed about being like guys come and watch me djing or whatever like that i should be pushing that a bit more until i get to the place where i'm like this is you know this is me and everything mm-hmm. so i feel like i felt like that was like you know there's so many things that i feel like we think are embarrassing but they're not because when you think about it can you recall something that happened to someone else that's embarrassing and be like oh i remember when that thing happened that was so embarrassing mm-hmm. you know what i mean no one really cares you know what yeah. i mean so just keep pushing what you're pushing be embarrassed it's fine like you yeah. it's fine to be embarrassed and i'm always saying like rather i try and i fail mm-hmm. versus not trying i never know if i oh, would have failed yeah. you know what i mean so yeah keep that in mind yeah. <laughs> when you feel embarrassed about something that's so true and, and this i think this is why the joy ballet says that the the life that you're dreaming for to experience the greatness of life it's on the other side of fear mm. and fear like what does even fear like yeah. what are you scared of but I'm also always scared of everything. So. <laughs> <laughs> I should be speaking to myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think a lot of things are scary. I think it's just the unknown. Uh-huh. That's, the unknown yeah, the unknown is just scary. But then you see when you get there and mm-hmm. you're like, ah, was I, I was really scared of doing that because I remember actually but when I was scared of going on CDJs and I was like, I don't want to even try. People would ask, I said, girl, I'm going to bring my controller. I don't give a damn if you have a CDJ or not. I'm uh, connected to the speakers. I don't care. Uh-huh. But then once I tried it, I was like, um, okay, this is so much better yeah. than the controller because you don't have to bring everything with you. You just come with the USB, play, you're done. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think, yeah, fear, like it's just unknown. Being scared of the unknown, not knowing. Just go and try and you'll see if you fail, you fail. If you don't, <laughs> you don't, you know? So true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We find our certainty in uncertainty. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Treat it with the balls. <laughs> <laughs> so what advice would you give to like an aspiring DJ, like a young person? Maybe they're like just finished high school right now, they're trying to do DJ. Maybe they think it's their passion. What advice would you give to them? I think let's if you don't have equipment obviously try and get into like a dj school there's a lot of good dj schools out there mm-hmm. and if let's say you do have a friend or someone you know who is a dj just ask them nicely can you actually like teach me or just you know when they're teaching something be like do you mind if i like you know just watch and see what you're doing here i think a lot of people think you know you have to buy the equipment the first time you so you start with something start with what you have mm-hmm. and then get onto there's like little apps that you can even try like on your phone and just you know play around with them see if you like it or whatever but i feel like just start with what you have don't invest too much in something that you're not sure about there's nothing worse mm-hmm. than buying something and then realizing i don't even want to do this you know so i feel like start with what you have the dj schools i think even like this dj school that you can play for like two hours and it's like 250 or something so just you know you can save up quickly go two hours is a lot for djing you know mm-hmm. like you can learn quite a bit especially because there's people there to help you as well mm-hmm. so i think yeah don't be scared also just believe in yourself more than anything don't don't give up there's gonna be times when you make, I've even had times even this year where i'll be djing like at home or something and something's not mixing and i'm like 
do I not know how to mix? Like, <laughs> do I not know how to DJ all of a sudden, you know? But just keep going, like, keep trying, get it in, you know, like, you know, try different things, you know, be experimental with everything. So I feel like just don't give up. It's easy to give up when, you know, you're hearing and you're like, I oh, did. Now I'm thinking, do in July, yeah, there's horses, you can't mix things together, you know? So just, yeah, I think just don't give up and definitely just try and invest in going to a DJ school if you don't have the means of like practicing at home and stuff. I was lucky that at least I had my dad and I was like, hey, dude, how do you do this? What, what am I doing? What am I doing wrong? Yeah. I love it. This is some solid words of wisdom. You know, final two questions. What, what, what is the, the vision in the next five years for DJ Labs? Hmm. <laughs> I think it would be nice to have like an international gig, but like not international, like the UK or something, like maybe somewhere in Africa. That would be nice. You see, yeah, something like that. Yeah, that would be nice. And then I think maybe putting on more female DJs, like you know, younger people, putting them on a bit more. That would be nice to like help with that. And then I don't know, brand deals, more money, you know, more exposure would be nice. And just getting more gigs is also nice. Yeah. Yeah, I think people also like. People are also scared to trust female DJs, especially because, you know, male-dominated industry and everything. When you see a, a lineup full of females, it's not as full as when it's, like, full of with guys, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think, yeah, I think just pushing so that people can see that you know, women are, are very talented. They know what they're doing. There's real, I, f- I feel like, you know, we're doing a madness out there. But I, I think people are still stuck in that mentality of, like, woman why are they DJing what oh, it's because it's because she's pretty that's why she's doing well and everything but like men also sometimes pretty and that's the only reason they got a DJ you know what I mean like that's the reason they're getting booked mm-hmm. but yeah I feel like yeah I think putting putting myself more out there mm-hmm. and getting more people in through like you know motivation in a way because I even remember my mom even posted a video on like whatsapp of me DJing and stuff and someone like I think it was my cousin's wife or something was like so crazy like before i met a woman i never even knew that woman like dj'd and i was like oh my god yeah literally yeah and she's like that's so inspiring and everything and things like that you know just putting yourself out there so that you can you never know who you're inspiring people mm-hmm. are always watching at the end of the day and you know yeah i think just putting myself out there more deals with people more dj warms things mm-hmm. that would be nice yeah yeah definitely that's awesome. I definitely see it happening. I mean, do you know Siobhan Bell? Yeah. She's like part sure. of like A-Space Lab crew. Siobhan. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, like I see like kind of that type of vibe, like touring. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, shame. Even my friend tried to put me on with the DJing, but I had school. Oh. I was going to be DJing for her with Nasty C and everything. Oh. Yeah. Oh. School. That's what yeah. I'm saying, school. School keeps happening. But yeah, I hope more things like that would be yeah. nice, like to tour with someone as well, just to, you know, see different places. Mm-hmm. And also it would be nice to like just go with an artist because like as, as much as like you're not really DJing your music and stuff, it's also nice to just hear how like, because I feel like I've got like a very musical like background because my dad also produces and stuff. Mm-hmm. So let's say like, I want to DJ for like an artist and I'm like, no, actually maybe add this. So that'd be nice to be like on the creative like music side as well. Mm-hmm. And then DJ with them, see new places in Africa and you know what I mean? Different crowds, see what the crowds are reacting to as well. Because that could also help me next thing you know, I get booked somewhere else and then I'm like, oh, I've actually been here before and they usually like this type of music. Yeah. That'd 
be nice as well. Yeah, definitely. With like an artist. You should definitely check out um, the Steeler Discord. I'll send you the link. Okay. There's going to be a lot of cool um, creatives like the founder Lash. He's kept his best friend, so they, they're going to be a lot of doing a lot of work here in SA. They do a lot of work in Lagos and as well as Ghana. So okay. they're trying to like connect a lot of the intersections between African countries as well as London and bridge that gap and just spread it in a kind of piano house music. Okay, yeah. definitely. I'm gonna do that. Yeah, one thing I've learned about the industry as well is just don't be shy. There's yeah. no time to be shy here. Yeah. You need to say something and be like, Hi, I'm Tiju Wams. How are you doing? Yeah, so definitely. When that happens, I'm going I'm to be talking mm-hmm. and flagging myself. <laughs> so, final question. I'm so curious. What does success mean to you? Um, I think, the, the, like I said earlier, the dream is like get money. Everyone goes on the yachts. But other than that, I feel like it's just more than anything. It's just being comfortable. Mm-hmm. I think that's more success and being happy. There's nothing worse than like you know how like sometimes you'll see like super rich people but they're just so unhappy so i feel like if i'm just comfortable and i'm happy and i can help people around me that would be nice i feel like that's success to me like being able to help and not being like yo i want to help this person but i i don't think i have the means to do it that would be nice to just be able to do things that i wanted to do but i can't mm-hmm. that's success to me I hope so. You know, it's it's it's. I feel like I'm just a very like, I'm a very empathetic person. Mm-hmm. It's very easy for me to give someone my meal. I even remember in KZN, I'd order something. Someone came, can I please? I said, okay, can I have my meal, type of thing. You know, so it'd be nice to just know that I'm comfortable. I can give you this. You know, I can help you with this. Let me. Let's do this. Let's all come together. Try this. You know what I mean? So yeah. That would be nice, yeah. just to afford to help, <laughs> you know. It's a, it's a noble thing to do. Mm-hmm. I, I want to also just acknowledge you for showing up in, in your purpose, you know, being your true authentic self and just continuing to put in the work to follow your dreams. It's not an easy thing. Mm-hmm. So I really want to commend you on that and keep striving, keep prospering, and wishing you great success. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> I'm happy to be here. It's been amazing. And that's a wrap, folks. Episode's over. Thank you so much to Awami for honestly gracing us with her energy and her time and for just sharing her story. It truly was inspiring. And I really am wishing you nothing but prosperity, wishing you abundance, and I'm hoping that everything that you desire comes into fruition in its time. If you're looking to find out more about Awami and her whereabouts, you can check her out on social media. Her handles for Instagram and TikTok, you can search dj.wams. I'll put the exact spelling in the episode notes. She's also on Twitter. I'll put that in the episode notes as well. Man, oh man. Silver Toby's beats always just have me feeling zen i'm just always kept to be in the present moment and i'm left feeling alive if you're looking to hear more of his music you can check him out on apple music spotify and soundcloud his artist handle is uya ray 
and Sober Toby. You can check out his music discovery. It is honestly fire. I mean, you're hearing the beast now. The music speaks for itself. You can also check him out on social media. His handle is at Sober Toby, S-O-B-E-R-T-O-B-Y. He's an hilarious guy, trust me. You know, it's so funny. I'm honestly so grateful to each and every single one of you who continue to listen to the podcast. We honestly love you. We would be nothing without you guys. I am going to ask you guys a huge favor. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast and turn on your notifications so that you can receive alerts where new episodes are out. And if this is your first time tuning into Golden Generation, go check out our other episodes. There's a whole bunch of inspirational artists, entrepreneurs and sports players that you can tap into to honestly get a lot of inspiration and fuel. And I think with that, we can get into our daily words of wisdom. There's a beautiful saying that I always tell to my close friends by Bishop T.D. Jakes. And it reads that every season has a reason. Every reason has a purpose. Every purpose has a timing. And whenever there's a timing, there's victory. So whatever season you are, right now just keep hope keep believing and understand that the way that life works it's timings and seasons you gotta know when to do the right thing because if you do the right thing at the wrong time you get zilch so it's about understanding the timing and that timing is only orchestrated and made known to us by God so it's about keeping faith and drawing closer to him you know, beautiful scripture and Proverbs. We can make many plans, but the Lord determines our steps. Just remember, see for what it is, not for what you want it to be. Peace out.